Hour two of Wildcat Insider, Mitch Fortner, the voice of the Cats, Wyatt Thompson, A.J. Shaw is on our board today. The phone number is 785-537-1350. You want to know that number for a couple of reasons. One, um, just in case you want to call in, ask a question, make a comment, you could certainly do so. The phone lines are open. And then in, in our next segment, at the end of our next segment, the one after this one, uh, we're giving away two more tickets for K-State Hoops against Baylor. This is the men taking on the Baylor Bears. So Scott Drew versus Jerome Tang, part three. Um, in Bramlage tomorrow night at 7 with uh, coverage, of course, right here on K-Man. But if you wanted to go to the game live, you got a chance to win a couple of tickets here uh, in this hour. Let's circle back, Wyatt, and uh, let's once again mention the K-State women's basketball team and the success that they've had this season, starting 17-1, and 5-0 in Big 12 play. They beat Texas on Saturday 61-58. Let's get to the news that, um, that came out today. This was anticipated. There's no doubt about that. Um, especially with the number of top 10 teams that lost this week. It was actually, for women's basketball, a very chaotic week. Um, for example, Baylor lost twice. Yeah, That is a pretty big shocker. That is a very good Baylor team that lost twice. Angel Reese and LSU loses at Auburn. That was a pretty big upset. Uh, which and you know the Pac-12 is really good this year. I think the Pac-12 currently has four teams um, in the top 25. Those are going to be if K-State runs in any of them, like in an NCAA tournament, that could be a pretty tough draw. But to me, there is no doubt that. So first of all, Virginia Tech lost, so you didn't have to worry about trying to jump them. They were going to fall. K-State just beating Texas was going to get you a top 10 spot. But there was plenty of chaos there that K-State ends up earlier this morning ending up with the ranking that I think with most K-State fans would feel, finally, it's about time. <laughs> we're getting the respect we deserve. Yeah. After the AP voters were keeping K-State women's basketball outside of the top 10, and Wyatt, uh, earlier today, they, they land at number 7. And I had said that, listen... Most of these teams in the top 10 are always in the top 10. At least they have been what feels like to be the last decade, with the exception of UConn, who's on the outside looking in. Actually, they may have jumped in this week. I can't remember if they did so or not. But it was going to take, and I know they beat, you, uh, they beat Iowa. That's huge. But it was going to take beating a Texas to get in, and they did. So, And I'm sure you would agree with them – Landing at number seven, it feels like K-State women's basketball has finally arrived on the national landscape. Well, I think people have been aware that they have been around for a little while since probably the win at Iowa City. And I think a lot of people, as K-State continued to win, couldn't really understand why were they 12th when they started analyzing some of the teams above them, Right. But as you said, you know, a lot of those teams in the top 10 are consistently there. And those voters, whether it's right or whether it's wrong, don't like to take them out of that top 10 unless it's a pretty obvious thing. And or move somebody in there to the top 10 that hasn't been there for a little while. And that's probably the case here, too. It, it makes a lot of sense to a degree. 
But for me, again, knowing this group, I mean, it for us, we thought they belonged a month ago. True? I mean, ever just, since winning in Iowa City. That's it. Yeah. It got K-State ranked. Mm-hmm. But not as ranked as high as you would have thought. And that game, what, took place in November. So you're talking, gosh, close to a couple of months of K-State trying to work its way up 15 spots. It is difficult, though, because they were not ranked when the season began. Is that accurate? That is true, correct? Or were they in the bottom? No, I don't think they were. I think maybe receiving votes. Honestly, I don't remember. Yeah, I think maybe, maybe receiving votes. And that, let's be honest, that is a monumental climb. It happens. Uh, somebody ought to do a story on that. Some, you know, how many times does that happen in a season or seasons? You know, where the five-year stretch, ten-year stretch, whatever it might be, that'd be kind of a nice angle. But it is a little bit of a rarity to be unranked as the season starts, and then before you really, well, let's say mid-January, you're ranked seventh. That's a pretty monumental move. I've looked it up here when K-State beat Iowa. It was November 16th, so it was two months ago tomorrow. Uh-huh. So that's how long, and I know that wasn't on a Monday or a, a weekend. That was a midweek game. So you know, a few days later now, K-State's showing up in the polls, I, I do believe, after that game. And then um, it took nearly two months yeah. to get there. And you're talking two months of not losing a game, other than losing to Iowa. Right. So, And that was on a neutral site. Case a first time around beats Iowa by seven. The second time around, Iowa wins yeah. by seven. And, and that Caitlin game Clark had to go off. Yeah, that game could have gone either way. I think K State had the lead with a couple of minutes to go, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think yeah. if I remember correctly, yeah, K State just didn't finish strong. Yeah. But you're right. I mean, even though Caitlin Clark was scoring a ton of points, K State still had a shot to win. Sure. And that's why you know, I truly feel. I mean, you're talking about the national runner-up last year, the best player in women's college basketball history. You're now two and one against her. You beat Texas at home. You've played Iowa both on the road and at a neutral site. I mean, to me, I mean, K State's played some tough opponents. They played a North Carolina team that's top twenty-five. Western Kentucky, yep. who's an NCAA tournament team, and they're going to have tough games. I mean, they have Baylor coming up here very shortly. Maybe that was the example we should have used because I think they got a lot of run when they beat Iowa, and very little when they beat those two teams. But when you put all of that together, that's why I think people questioned, why are they 15th, and then why are they 12th, and you know what have you, as opposed to where they are now. Well, you get Texas, home road or otherwise, people are going to notice that, and that's right or wrong. That's how the voters um, react. It's just the, just just what it is. Well, and and it's totally fair to say. I mean. AP voters for men's basketball versus women's basketball. If you're voting in women's basketball, people, that's a lot harder than the men's stuff because trying to watch these games, if you want the eye test to be a part of it, it's a lot harder to watch these games because, of course, it doesn't get the coverage as much as the men's side. Uh, Most of these women's games are online only. They're ESPN Plus games, and the men are on ESPN, ESPN2 on Saturdays. I think, you know, you know, there are more women's games on Sundays, which is good. Allows you to watch more games. Um, plus, women's basketball is is pretty popular right now, especially with the star power. Um, 
this, I mean, it did feel like K-State cleared a pretty big hurdle, I think, especially for the fans. I mean, I, I, I don't think I put the clip in here, but, I mean, Jeff Mitty was asked about it earlier today. Like, hey, what do you think about now being a top 10 team? I don't think about it at all. You know, it's a ranking. You know, we got bigger fish to fry than just being a, a top 10 team. That's great, but you don't you don't get there without winning, and you don't stay there without winning. Well, so, that's it. That, yeah. You know, it's it feels great for K-State fans to revel in this, that you are finally where you thought you should be a month ago yeah, or this whatever. Is, this is more for us, really, than it is actually <laughs> the team. It's respect It's respect for the team, Yeah, but, but this is something definitely for us. Yeah, yeah. But, but I do think with Coach Mitty and his staff and those young players, it's, it's more about, okay, here we are, but now let, let's, let's stay there, right? You know? continue to just do what you do and they've done what they've done i mean 17 and 1 is pretty legit 5 and 0 oh in this league is pretty legit when we talked last hour with the uh, you get into the top 10 for lots of reasons but winning is the biggest one but most people that really follow it closely and vote and i don't think there are enough of those but that's another story they know that k-state has one of the best five men centers whatever you want to say in, in mm-hmm. women's college basketball and they have you know lots of depth and lots of talent um and and so i i think they're here for the long haul i'll say it that way well i would honestly like to i don't know how to get it done but i would like to be a women's basketball ap voter well i would it. i think i i know enough to make a pretty educated poll to make that happen so i i'm i'm gonna definitely start looking into that i think I, I, I'm listen. I'm not the most educated in women's college basketball, but I pay attention to enough of it to give a pretty educated pull out there. So I and plus, you know, K State needs a little representation in the voting. I don't know <laughs> if K State does have any media that votes on the AP poll. So, or I don't. I don't even think KU does. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. I, that's that's probably uh, something we ought to look into. But uh, there are a lot of AP voters from my. At least that's from my memory, uh, but I I don't know like the individual voters currently uh, with especially with the women's college game. Listen, as I was voting, Casey would have been a top ten team a long time ago. <laughs> I can promise you that. Um, they, they they definitely would have jumped. I, they would have been top ten prior to probably Texas. I don't know. You're a uh, voter for the men's, right? No, I'm not, and I. I wanted to say Kellis was, but I'm not sure if he's doing it anymore. Okay. I'm not sure. I, I think the way it works is like there is a state-by-state state person in charge of determining who is going to be the voters representing out of the state of Kansas. And I think Kellis used to be an AP voter, but I'm not sure he does anymore. Like well, Blair Kirkhoff is an example. Kansas yeah. City star, he's an AP voter. Mm-hmm. Been around a long time. Does a good – and yeah. he, there's a guy that, that should be a voter, Yeah, uh, frankly. Let's let's talk about Aoka for a second. Okay. In terms of just the impact and the accomplishment that is the all-time blocks leader at K-State and 2,000 career points. 2,000. And that's elite company that she joins. Oh. I mean, it was already I – mean, first of all, she's the first active player to have her name up in the rafters, by the way, <laughs> because of that 61 points two years ago against Oklahoma. But, I mean, she – is now, I mean, if this didn't, if she wasn't already for sure a goat, um, and we're not talking gap goat, we're just talking greatest of all time for K State women's basketball. She is now up there because now she joins Brittany Chambers, Aoka Lee, um, Kendra Wecker, or uh, 
Nicole Oldie yeah. and, uh, and Kendra Wecker as one of the greats. And I've already done the math on this, and this started at the, at the beginning of Big 12 play. If you just went, okay, the 18 games in Big 12 play, and you had a minimum, minimum of one Big 12 tournament game, one NCAA tournament game, Yoki is, average, is, is approaching breaking the records, uh, breaking the record for rebounds all time, and she'll get there this year. But also has a shot to become the all-time leading scorer sure. at K-State. But she would need to average 20 points a game to get there. Well, I mean, the last year she played basketball full season, she averaged 21 a game. It can be done. Now, it took a game of 61 points. Sure. But I would also, you know, K-State will be a postseason team. But yeah, she could have 12 one night and 40 another night, though, too. That That's, that's how that works, <laughs> right? I yeah. mean, it's just it, – it would be uh, – well, let's say it this way: What she has accomplished to this point has just been to the stars. But if she would pull that off and and also be the school's all-time, think about it, all-time leading scorer, two thousand points, rebounds, block shots. I don't know how you could do any better than that. I mean, yeah. that's 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 crazy. Well, and. Th- I, I've been scared of saying this. I'm just gonna say it. I, I've been I've been dancing around it. I've been I've been hinting at this by saying that people don't realize the 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 ceiling of this team. I truly believe K State women's basketball is a Final Four team. I really do. With the experience, with the size, you know, maybe Texas was a little bit more athletic, but K State grinded through that. Yeah, and they can beat. A lot of teams. They haven't faced all the best teams yet, but on a neutral site, K State can go beat some teams. I truly feel this is the Final Four team has to do with having the best defense in the country. That's a huge part of that. But also, the reaction of the team, the reaction from Aoka Lee with all these accolades, you probably won't find a more humble team. You're not going to see Aoka Lee on a court in a big game. Pointing at her finger and talking a lot of trash, that's not the kind of, at least I don't see her as that kind of person. They know how to keep the mental part of the game in check. Yoki, when it's like every press conference, she is asked about an accolade. Hey, today you passed this record. You just got this record. Hey, you're the Big 12 Player of the Week. Uh, cool. That's great. Yeah. Right. Just happy for my teammates. Happy to get the win. You won't find a more humble person in basketball than Aoka Lee. With her leadership, what's going to happen? That's going to trickle down. The teammates are going to are going to feed off of that, and she's going to be a leader in the mental game as she will in the actual game of how to lob the basketball to her. So she's the leader of the team, and the team the, the, the teammates are going to feed off of that, and I think they already have. Sure. And when you ask about, oh, hey, you're close to being ranked, or now you're a top ten team. You're going to get the most humble answers that you will in the nation. So to be able to handle this success and to continue to still win, be an impressive basketball team, they're a little bit banged up, but Gabby should be fine for the game on Wednesday against TCU. Hurt her ankle in the Texas game, but she should be okay. You know, Yoki got hurt in the Oklahoma game. Saw her in a boot earlier today, but she's feeling better. And she was still able to put 21 points, 10 rebounds, and 4 blocks on a hurt foot against one of the best teams in the nation. So not only do you have a humble team that's a very good team, 
they're also pretty tough. So that's a pretty big equation, but to me, it adds up to this being a quality Final Four type of team. So I've been dancing around saying that. I don't know why. Um, I feel like by saying it, I'm going to jinx them or uh, now they're going to lose three in a row and they're not going to beat teams that they should be beating. I don't know. I mean, it's college basketball. I mean, it's really hard to go on an 11-game winning streak. Hardly anybody gets to do that when you consider how they've already played five games in conference play. Well, especially when you look at at the rest of the league. I mean, they, they just beat Texas, but you mentioned earlier that Iowa State is very, very good again. Baylor, even though they lost twice last week, very good. Uh, and we'll talk men's basketball again in our next segment, but think about what we've seen in the very, very beginnings of a conference race in men's basketball, right? I mean, UCF comes to mind right off. They get clubbed here 77-52, go home and beat Kansas, and they follow up a huge, huge, huge win, probably the best win in their history, beating Kansas at home with a home loss to BYU. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. It's hard. Uh, so, again, Yoki against Texas be, uh, became the fourth player in program history to reach 2,000 career points. She passed Brianna Lewis for now the most blocked shots uh, in program history. And, by the way, K-State now number seven in the nation. Um, pretty big moment for K-State women's basketball. Why? did you know the last time K-State women's basketball was a top ten team AP poll was the final poll in the 0304 season. It has been 20 years almost mm-hmm. that K-State was a top 10 team. The last time they've been ranked as high was the first poll of the 0304 season when they were preseason ranked number 5. Yeah. So this has been a long time in the making to get K-State women's basketball back to where they were 20 years ago where we just shouted out those names. Kendra Wecker and Nicole Oldy, who played together, how elite that team was. Yeah, they were such good talents, and it goes even deeper than that with Lori Kane. And and <laughs> I don't even want to probably try to name everybody, but, I mean, you you had several pro players on that team, and that was a really, really great bunch. I got to K-State in 2 and in those first couple of years I was here – you know the women were packing the place. I mean, they, they were spectacularly good, and um, this is. Let's hope those crowds continue to grow with this this team. Because, as Coach said earlier in that first hour, when you played that, you know, having seven thousand in that building on Saturday was special. The next game for the KC women, they're at TCU on Wednesday night, six thirty for the tip off. Pregame at six here on K Man. The Horn Frogs fourteen and four, um, but they've lost four straight. Um, so they're now they're now one and four in Big Twelve play. Uh, big reason for the losing streak is now they're without their starting center, a six seven center in Sedona Prince. That's a heck of a name, by the way. Um, she's out with a broken finger, will not play. She's averaging twenty one points, eleven rebounds a game. So that's a big piece for TC to be missing in a game where the opponent has an Ayoka Lee. Um, let's take a break. Wyatt, when we come back, let's uh, jump back to men's hoops. We look at the future for the K-State men as they play tomorrow against the Baylor Bears. Not only will we preview the ninth-ranked team in the country in the Baylor Bears under head coach Scott Drew, we have two more tickets to give away to that game, and that's coming up at the end of the next segment. Preview of Baylor next on Wyatt. 
Appreciate AJ uh, popping on for a moment to get the the, the latest school closings. Um, why? What did it take back in the day for you to get a get a snow day? Because everybody, you know, <laughs> you, you would walk ten miles of snow uphill if you had to to get to school. Well, I don't know about that part, but it seems like um, in this particular case, they're probably uh, maybe a little bit more. I don't know if smarter is the right word, but maybe more cautious because of the just the incredible wind chill with, along with – I mean, if we're being honest here, the, the forecast today was for light snow and less than an inch, right? I think we got quite a bit more so. than that. Um, now, I don't know how much more, but – but the wind chill factor is, I think, the, the concern of, of these administrators for, for all those young people being out. And that's uh, you, you just have to be on top of that and no risk, right? It's better to make it up somewhere along the line. I don't remember missing too many days with snow, honestly, as a young kid. Do you? I remember one year of high school. We probably this is no joke. It, it was. It seemed like every weekend we were getting snow. Really? So I I swear to you, we probably had eight consecutive Mondays that were a snow day. Wow! Just because it kept snowing on weekends. Are you sure you just didn't go? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> that sounds like a lot to me. Not I. You know, as a teenager, I was pretty tough to get out of bed some mornings. Sure, I, I'm sure. Mom, yeah. mom, the alarm clock was mom yelling up the stairs, get out of bed, let's go. Let's go. Yeah. And, you know, I would hit the snooze one time. You did <laughs> not hit the snooze multiple times on mom being the alarm clock. But also, well, when I was a junior in high school, is when we had that ice storm. Oh, yeah. Which was 2007, 2008. And so I remember when we got that ice storm – so living in Morganville, I mean, it's a town of 180. Half of the town got its electricity back because, you know, when you have ice storms like that, really weighs down the, the power lines and you'll lose power. Oh, yeah. Um, and, man, when that – gosh, when those, like, tree branches start freezing and they pop off the trees, it's like firecrackers going off. And uh, – but when we lost power, half the town got it back. We were not that half a town. We did not have power for eight days. That's a lot. My goodness. Luckily, my, I went without power was one day. Luckily, my dad, so my dad, smart guy, before that even happened, he, he had a heads-up play here. Went and bought a generator at Home, Home Depot. There you go. Didn't take long after that. Uh, this is just a story I heard. This is according to him. A guy went into Home Depot and sold them out. Bought all the generators and started then selling them, he says, out in the parking lot for like three times the price. <laughs> started price gouging. You know. Yeah. <clears throat> you know what just popped into my mind when you said price gouging? Go ahead. Have you seen the, um, the numbers for the Chiefs game? You're talking about for this 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 for recent the, playoff for the game, Chiefs Dolphins 27 game. million, right? 23 million people, the highest rated streaming event ever. People, you were not supposed to buy into it. You're supposed to teach the Peacock Network that you weren't gonna, you know, pay the money to go watch the game, and you were gonna. But pro- my, my question is: is how many of them canceled that subscription today? Right. 
No, I did not hear that number. Yeah, but twenty-three million—that's crazy. So, It'd be I mean, a great survey to conduct. Yeah. How many people canceled their Peacock subscription after the game? Well, I personally know of about four. That's just me. I didn't watch it. Yeah. I also, my son said that he refused to, to pay the, what well, I don't even know what it cost. Well, he, I was he like, said thirty dollars, but that sounds a little high. Maybe I'm wrong on that. But K, you know, I, I can be a cheapskate, and <laughs> K Man had it for free. <laughs> Yeah. And so I saved a few bucks sure. and just listened to K-Man. And you're listening to the best NFL play-by-play guy out there. Well, absolutely. Yeah, without a doubt. My assumption is Peacock is a lot more than $30. Streaming services are up pretty high now. Last I checked, you could do a $5 subscription, but I didn't know if that would cover, like, if you got the Chiefs game in there. I, I, I didn't look into it. Um, and I've had it off and on, you know, to watch whatever I wanted to watch. Uh, they also cover, you know, like, like uh, pro wrestling stuff. You know, Matt Walsh is a big pro wrestling guy, so I'm right. sure he had the Peacock subscription. Uh, but I didn't have it at the time, so nope, didn't end up watching it. Um, it's actually six bucks a month, so seventy two years. That's not a bad deal, actually. Y- yeah. You know, if you caught the tickets at the right time, you probably could have got into the game cheaper than actually paying for the Peacock network. Because somebody was saying the tickets were as, as low as forty dollars there in the afternoon before the game on Saturday. Is well, that is that right? You yeah, think my girl? Yeah, I I saw it as low as thirty three dollars. Is that right? So wow. my girlfriend's dad and her brother they have season tickets, but it was upper deck. They sold those tickets, and then with I guess some of that money, or they gave them away, and they with some of that whatever money they got off of them or whatever, they bought just a couple of cheap lower level and went to the game, which. I had no interest. No interest in going. Way too cold. I don't care if it is a playoff game. Way too cold to sit out there and take on a game like that. Good for those that diehard Chiefs fans that were bundled up in 17 layers. I'm too small to put on 17 layers. Well, I'm not going to be able to move. Yeah, that's. I mean, everything. I suppose is relative, but but you do salute those people that brave that. Um, because it was so, so bone chillingly cold. Okay, we, we we talked enough weather. Can yeah. we get a Wyatt? If you don't mind, uh, give us a little preview of what Baylor has to offer. Well, really high level elite offensive team. I think is probably where you start. Um, they have a good big man, uh, albeit a freshman in Eve Misi. He's a mm-hmm. seven foot, two hundred thirty five pounder. Uh, from Cameroon, and he has really helped them. Jalen Bridges, uh, the former uh, West Virginia player, uh, he's he's actually from Fairmont, West Virginia, just near Morgantown, so a hometown kid, but closing his career his final two years at Baylor. So you put those two guys with Jacoby Walter, Jaden Nixon, and Ray J. Dennis, and then uh, uh, probably I'd, I'd mention Langston Love off the bench. Those are pretty elite shooting guards. <laughs> So I think you can do a lot of good things against them and still, you know, have trouble getting by them because they're averaging, you know, 87 plus points a game. They shoot, well, they average nine made threes a game, average that. And those really good shooters, I mean, Jacoby Walters, 40% from three. Jalen Bridges is 40% from three at 6'9 and 225. And then Nunn is at 46%, Ray J. Dennis at 40%, and Langston Love at 48 So they're pretty elite there. And, you know, K-State, I don't know how long, but they recruited Ray J. Dennis, and, yeah, that's been a pretty good get there for Baylor, especially early on. He's been hitting shots, and that's definitely what stands out to me about Baylor. They're hot three-point shooting. They are a deadly team from three. 
that you do not want to get in a track meet with. You know, it's really interesting when you think about how the the landscape of college athletics has changed, and I'm speaking mostly with football and men's basketball here. You know, we talk about losing guys to the portal or gaining from the portal. The one thing that I think you you, you would have to be happy for a guy like Ray J. Dennis, who, and I, I'm I'm just being honest, there's nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with playing at Toledo. <laughs> it's a Mac school. They have good athletics there and what have you. But think about his life and how different it is now playing at Baylor, as an example. You're in a brand new arena, uh, playing for a team that not that long ago was a national champion. Uh, now they're in the top 10. I mean, that's that's a good thing, right? I mean, having an opportunity, if you're good enough to, to play at a, at a program like that and and trade up, so to speak, uh, move up in the portal, that's that's really good for a lot of these young guys. And it's, it's I mean, Perry and Kaluma is an example, you know? Especially Tyler going from North Texas to Power Five. Right. That's 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 really cool. Well, also uh, Big Twelve uh, Conference making some history earlier today. I don't know if you saw this, Wyatt, but eight teams ranked in the AP Top Twenty Five most ever. Yeah, and you know you look at, at at the league to this point, and it really has been unique, hasn't it? I mean, man, you you look at the the. We're down to two undefeateds now because there were three going into Saturday and two played each other with K-State and, and Tech. So Tech wins, Baylor wins. But did you notice how tough it was for them to beat Cincinnati at home? Right. That was a yeah. 62-59 game. Um, and the league is just just that. I mean, it's, it's I think every game, you're, you're going to have a you know 15 or 20 point game here and there once in a while. But generally speaking, these are going to be grind them out, you know, one to two to three, four kind of possession games more times than not here between now and the first part of March. I said it on Friday. I'm like, Big 12 hoops this year is going to be way more entertaining, in my opinion, to Big 12 football. I think Big 12 football is a little bit down this year. There's a lot of like quarterback injuries, weren't very many marquee matchups, you would say. Big 12 for the second straight year is. I mean, pound for pound, clearly the best conference in the nation. I mean, all the toughest schedules still left in college basketball are all 14 Big 12 teams. And you also have UCF, BYU, Cincinnati, and Houston are going to be way more competitive than their football brethren. So you already have Houston at 1-2 and two in Big 12 play. As a top 10 team, and they've started one and two, UCF beats Kansas, and Cincinnati seems like they can, you know, if they play good enough for long enough, they could beat just about anybody because they've been so competitive against Texas and Baylor. And by the way, they started with a win at BYU, who's been a top 25 team. There has only been six road wins in the Big 12 to this point in conference play. Wow. Baylor has won. Texas Tech has one. K-State has one. BYU has one. Cincinnati won and Texas won. <laughs> so it, it is challenging. And, I mean, if, if you're a, a betting person, I mean, how much money would you be willing to put on Iowa State at BYU tomorrow night? At BYU? Uh-huh. I mean, Iowa just beat Houston. 
That's the other I don't thing. Know. Look at, I mean, I'd probably take Iowa State. Houston had won what was it, twenty three straight regular season games, and then they lose two in a row. Yeah, and they lose two in a row, both on the road. Shout in out the to Big TCU. Club. Yeah, yeah, TCU for sure. getting that home win. Yeah, on a, on a on their last possession. And think about life for them at two and one. Had they won the Kansas game, had that call gone a little bit differently, and they yeah. won that game. Boy. Yeah. So now you got three top ten wins, and you're yeah. three and zero. Oh. oh my gosh. Crazy. Let's take a break. When we come back, uh, well, actually, hold on just a second. I'll preview what what we're going to do when we come back. I want to get to a couple of uh, social media questions for Wyatt. But guess what? We have two more tickets to give away for K-State men's basketball hosting I, what I would say is the best offensive team in the Big 12, the Baylor Bears, tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, Bramlage Coliseum. If you want two tickets, first of all, before you call in, make sure you can use the tickets. you got to pick them up from 8 o'clock to 5 o'clock tomorrow, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. tomorrow, here at 2414 Casement Road. Two tickets, Cats, Bears, 537-1350. Call number four is winning two tickets to the game. More Wildcat Insiders next. Wildcat Insider. Adam from Leonardville is going to K-State versus Baylor tomorrow. So congratulations to Adam being our second hour winner, or hour number two winner. Uh, for the tickets tomorrow night, again, tip-off is at 7 o'clock. We'll join pregame in progress pretty much right at tip-off, um, as we'll have Chiefs Kingdom on from 6 to 7 um, tomorrow evening. If you want the Jeff Mitty Show, Sunny 102.5, beginning in about 10 minutes. Jeff Mitty Show, you'll be able to hear that from 6 to 7. Uh, Wyatt got a couple of uh, social media questions okay. um, for the voice. I'm sorry. Let me turn your mic on there again, Mitch, with uh, voice of the cats, Wyatt Thompson uh, coming from uh, cats fan cam asking, uh, will we get any other portal wide receiver? Um, I know K-State is looking to land one and that one would be Dante Cephas from Penn State. Other than that, I know um, sounds like K-State lost a commit. Um, to Tulane mm-hmm. earlier uh, was that today or yesterday he has committed to Tulane that's where he's basically from he's a southern guy wanted to stay south even though he visited K-State and so um, it's a transfer from Alabama um, you know I, I I got a good feeling that K-State will be able to land Dante Cephas transfer from Penn State fifth leading receiver from a year ago over 200 yards um, outside for that wide receiver I'm not quite sure who would be on the the radar right now I don't know how much you know well, you said quite a bit there. I, I guess what I would say is, is I, I do think the young man from Penn State that you mentioned, uh, there, there's some good in that. Uh, you hope it happens. I think they could still potentially take another receiver, um, maybe a corner. Um, that's that's the neat part about this because, yeah, they've they've done really pretty well in, in additions, uh, and yet – still have a little bit more to to handle and there's still you know quite a bit of talent out there in in the portal at this particular point you wouldn't think that that's necessarily the case but I think there's a lot of good football players there so I, I would expect them to try to get one more receiver absolutely for sure what do you feel about um K-State maybe trying to get a running back in the portal because I thought it was interesting you know we didn't see Joe Jackson um, in the Pop Tarts Bowl, yeah, and get carries, and I was a little surprised by that. You know, I have to be honest; I was a little surprised too because I think he practiced well. I think they really like his game, um, but 
I almost equate it to another position like with Tyler Nellum. Nellum is the, the transfer corner from SEMO who was injured in the in the preseason, really didn't I think he played against play, I think he played in just the one game. I think he has a chance to really help K State down the road. Thought he might this is just me thinking out loud, that thought he might get a, you know, a few snaps in the bowl. I don't think that happened. That's probably the deal with Joe. And and again, you gotta go <laughs> you gotta go with the hot hand there and, and we saw the kind of game that DJ Giddens has and we know what kind of you know, bull he can be. He can handle a lot of carries. I mean, he I don't think he has any issue at all with running the ball thirty or thirty five times, do you? So it is it is about opportunities. It's it's like this is maybe the wrong way to equate it, but it's it's like what Coach Tang was talking about on the radio show last week. He said, I wish I had 400 minutes for all of those guys because we <laughs> need to get them some minutes, but I have 200, not 400. <laughs> that was in relation to a question about you know guys like RJ and, and Buddy Rich getting, getting more minutes. So, yeah, they're, they're not done yet. A little work to do yet. Let's save the last break for the last segment. we got to squeeze in one more break. We'll be back with the rest of Wildcat Insider coming up next. See, I wasn't lying about having to take one more really quick break. <laughs> so, okay, so the other uh, social media question I got, this is actually a first for me. Uh, I got a question from a DM on Instagram, okay. which I had to accept because I did not follow this person. That's, so this is a first. Um, but just from Landon, I won't give the last name, but from Landon, wanted to know um, how long it takes you to prepare for a game. So like a basketball game, Baylor's coming up. How long have you been prepping for this game? Well, probably for the most part, I've been studying for the last you know couple of months on these league teams. I I work you know kind of like you play them with with the early ones you know sooner than 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 the others. But like I'm I'm walking around here with um, the Baylor chart and Oklahoma State chart. Uh, still have Tech, West Virginia, and, and UCF, and then I I've done the outline for the games next week with uh, Iowa State and Houston. So you, it's hard to quantify exactly how long it takes because it's just a continual process. But I'll, I'll just kind of ballpark it here. I think football, football, you really, there's even more preseason work for, for me personally just because there's so much more to it. But I'm going to say it's probably for each basketball game, probably about a, uh, I'll say 20, 25 hours total. Uh, but that's just ballparking it and not really taking into consideration, you know, the work that I've done, more of the work in the last week as opposed to the last month and a half. That makes sense because yeah. there was some work in, in that month and a half, probably more than you wanted to know. <laughs> well, I mean, I, as a broadcaster, I know sometimes, yeah. you know, especially for college games, you, know, you could spend a long time prepping for just yeah. a couple of hours of work. And you, and and you, you learn as you go, too. You know, we, we all want to have everything on our charts, right? You want to get yeah. all of that information into the broadcast, and that never happens. No. It will never, Not even close. Ever, ever, ever happen. Yeah. You know, I, I, I think uh, most of the students that I talk to, I would tell them if, if you get – Anywhere in the vicinity of maybe 15% of that into the broadcast or whatever, maybe 20, you're doing pretty well. Just because you got to let the, you know, it's not television where you can plan out, well, we're going to do this after this break and our 94 foot walk with Jay Billis in this break. And, and that's not how radio works. 
right? You have to let the game be it. That's I uh, had a, a lady say to me today. She says I I depend on you because she she doesn't see very well, and so she may have the game on, but she's still listening to the radio because well Wyatt tells the score and the time a lot more than the TV guys do. <laughs> so it, it is what it is. Well, uh, should remind everybody Saturday is actually a pretty big day for. K-State basketball because we actually have a double header. It's That's not right. like back-to-back. There's a bit of a gap there. Mm-hmm. K-State women on Saturday will host KU at 1, and then the K-State men will host Oklahoma State at 6. So there's an opportunity to watch two games in Bramlage on Saturday. Just hoping, fingers crossed, the weather isn't ho- completely horrible and you can actually yeah. you know, drive somewhere. I think it's supposed to be in the teens, but okay. I don't think there's a whole lot of a, knock on wood, of a, of a snow chance. But it's Kansas. That that stuff can change, as we said earlier. Probably got a little more snow today than they really thought we were going to get. Uh, real quick, no Big 12 games tonight. Tomorrow, the interesting one is, of course, we talked about it earlier, Iowa State and BYU. But how about Wednesday? Number 25 Texas Tech is going to visit number 5 Houston. I'm excited about that game. Yeah. Uh, I, I really think Houston is still pretty elite. Uh, but But I think they're finding out that when you go to places like Hilton Coliseum, it's hard. You know that they could have won that game, and and didn't. Uh, but I think we're going to be able to say that a lot about a lot of teams, whether it's Kansas State or Kansas or Iowa State or Houston or whoever it might be. Um, they're hey, this league is so good with coaches, players, but also fan bases, and and it's a it's a great ticket to go watch major college basketball in the Big Twelve these days. Go do it. Yeah, there are a couple of uh, top 25 games for Saturday. Number 24, Iowa State visiting TCU. Horn Frogs now ranked 19th. Number 20, BYU visiting number 25, Texas Tech. And by the way, again, tomorrow, K-State men host Baylor for a 7 o'clock tip-off. That's going to do it for Wildcat Insider. For A.J. Shaw and the voice of the Cats, Wyatt Thompson, I'm Mitch Fortner. Go Cats. Go Cats.